And joining us here for the news briefing is Son j i u n in the studio. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. All right. So if you recall, last week, uh, health authorities had, uh, it, when we were in the midst of this uh, kind of uptick in cases, we were uh, getting quite a, a lot of new infections, especially uh, stemming from that outbreak that occurred after the uh, uh, Liberation Day protests and these far-right Christian groups who have been uh, sort of the, uh, the majority of the new cases and the subsequent spreads. Though the authorities did warn after we got uh, uh, upgraded to a 2.5 mm-hmm. A level social distancing scheme that uh, this is going to be a very crucial week to see if they can get the numbers under control. What they wanted as a baseline is getting the numbers under 100, mm-hmm. which they feel is going to be then uh, adequate for them to be able to handle all the spread right. uh, in an efficient manner. So we were seeing days of 200s to 400 new mm-hmm. infections, and that was certainly an alarming situation. We have now been finally um, reaching a lower plateau. We are down to uh, 100-some-odd infections uh, per day. This has been going on for the past few days, and hopefully that does mean that uh, these uh, level 2.5 measures, as well as the diligence of our health authorities, our frontline workers, and of course us as citizens to uh, stay socially distant, is working. So um, getting uh, the latest updates right now to you, and how are things looking with the virus here? Right. So we reported 167 additional cases yesterday, and the total now stands at 21,177. Now, of the additional 167 cases, 152 were locally transmitted cases, whereas 15 were imported cases. So as you can see, we still have community transmissions going on. Now, If you break down the additional cases into areas, metropolitan areas accounted for 117. So majority of the cases still are coming from metropolitan areas. 63 came from Seoul, 45 came from Gyeonggi, and 9 came from Incheon. Unfortunately, we reported another death yesterday, and the total death toll now stands at 334. Uh, We have four additional patients who are in critical conditions, and this makes... a total of 163 patients who are now critically ill or in serious uh, condition. Although, as you said, the country's been keeping the numbers to around hundreds or a little over 150 Mm -hmm. a day for four consecutive days now, it is yet too early to let our guards down as cluster infections continue to be reported here and there, especially among churches. Now, late last month, 10 church members of Sohero Church in Pyeongtaek were confirmed to have contracted the virus, and ever since then, 11 more cases have been reported in relation to this church. What's concerning is that five of those additional patients are ER nurses from Good Morning Hospital in Pyeongtaek. And of course, uh, there is the Sarangjeol Church, which, which played a very big role in the recent resurgence in the number of confirmed cases. Uh, The ripple effect of the church seems to be still spreading as we saw six additional cases related to that church yesterday. As of yesterday, the accumulated number of confirmed patients related to this church is 1,162. Now we might want to pay attention to another cluster infection that involves a call center in Gangdonggu as we've been there through mm-hmm. a you know a similar case in a call center at Kuroku months before uh, that resulted in hundreds of, of confirmed cases. As of yesterday, 16 employees of the call center have tested positive. Now, 
I've said the majority of the cases were concentrated in metropolitan areas. Um, although we are not seeing as many cases in Um, non-metropolitan areas, we still need to be wary of cluster infections uh, because cluster infections are being reported in areas such as Busan and Gwangju, though at a smaller scale. So the good news is that, as you say, we are in the kind of 150s, upper 100s range for now, and hopefully you can get the numbers lower, but you have to be Mm -hmm. mindful, as you say, of these various cluster infections that keep Uh, coming Indeed. out, including from members of Sarang Jail Church and uh, people who attended Liberation Day protests, as well as these uh, uh, various call centers. The, the problem is we can get these numbers back down to a reasonable figure. Mm-hmm. However, now I think uh, there has been enough time since the pandemic started that we are starting to detect a pattern where the numbers get under control. Yes. And then uh, right when we kind of started this new season of uh, this morning, during that uh, May 5th uh, family mm-hmm. week, Golden Week holiday, we saw another eruption of cases that right. largely spent from uh, holiday goers uh, kind of uh, in the uh, Itaewon area, and that spread out quite significantly. They got that under control, and then the other pattern emerged uh, during the uh, summer vacation seasons. Mm-hmm. We saw an uptick in cases, and then obviously uh, this explosion during the uh, Liberation Day holidays and the protests from these uh, far-right extremist groups. So then if we see that pattern occur, the big concern then would be Chuseok, because if there's any holiday where people are definitely out and about, it would be these, uh, this Korean Thanksgiving holiday. This is the mass migration mm. event, just like Seollal, where everybody is visiting their ancestral homelands. If it weren't for the virus, uh, a lot of us would be making those plans right now. But that looks like uh, it's going to be changed in this pandemic period. Right, because very thankfully, we learned our lesson then, um, though at a hard way. Now, we'd certainly want to contain the virus before the holiday season, but according to health authorities, we don't have much time because it's only three weeks till Chuseok and the KCDC believes it's practically impossible to take the control back over silent transmissions and transmissions made during the incubation period, uh, which is why health authorities decided to designate the five-day period uh, starting from September 30th to October 4th as a special quarantine week and enforce second-stage social distancing across the nation. Health authorities said that they learned their lesson uh, in May when the number of infections shot right up after the Golden Holiday Week. And especially since the circumstances aren't exactly good these days, health authorities announced that they recommend everyone to stay home and refrain from visiting relatives or ancestral graves during the Chuseok holiday season. Now let's hear the words of Son Young-ne, the spokesperson for the Health and Welfare Ministry. 정부는 9월 30일부터 10월 4일까지 추석 연휴 기간을 특별 방역 기간으로 정하고 전국에 대해 사회적 거리두기 2단계에 준하는 방역 조치를 검토하기로 하였습니다. Right, so you heard him say how uh, the government is going to designate the week from September 30th to October 4th as a special quarantine period and is planning on implementing measures equivalent to level two social distancing nationwide. Health authorities also advise that we refrain from visiting entertainment facilities or multiplexes where a large number of people gather during the period. Uh, Nonetheless, KCDC made it clear that the government has no power to legally restrict people's right to move, but it strongly recommends people to abide by their guidelines. Right, so this is not going to be an enforced mandate no. where you're not going to be, um, uh, you're going to be barred from uh, mm. moving around, but uh, this is a government 
recommendation and a guideline that we expect a lot of people to adhere to, it is probably going to be a little bit of a setback in terms of wanting to resume economic activity right. because typically during the Chuseok period, you have a lot of purchasing of goods mm-hmm. and presents and, and all of that uh, that takes place to prepare for those festivities. And that is going to be a bit of a blow. But as you say, uh, this level 2.5 now has been expanded for one week. And mm-hmm. then we do know that level two, even though it gets downgraded, that will also be uh, expanded from the week after that. Right. So we are seeing an extended period of this quarantine uh, scheme uh, throughout up until the uh, Chuseok holidays. The problem, again, though, is the longer that we are in these restrictive measures, as well as the longer the pandemic is with mm-hmm. us, that's when the economy Suffers, And that's what we have been facing. A lot of people struggling, a lot of people having difficulty making ends meet right now. And in the political circles, there was a bit of a debate going on on how best to get help to the people. Do we give it to everybody or mm-hmm. do we give it to only the ones who are really struggling? It does look like now they have settled, at least the ruling party and the government, uh, have settled on a plan on how to distribute the funds this time around. They did, and they might have the main opposition on board as well. The country decided to execute another round of supplementary budget. For the first time in 59 years, the government is planning a fourth supplementary budget in a year, Mm. and this time it will be 7 trillion won, and all 7 trillion won will be funded by issuing government bonds. Now, with the additional 7 trillion won, Korea's national debt will climb up to 847 trillion won, and our net national debt ratio will be, cla- will be increasing uh, up to 43.9%. Now, as to the scope of beneficiaries, the government will selectively pay uh, self-employed, small enterprises, and low-income families who are so-called the employment vulnerables, uh, according to the government, uh, who are especially hit hard by the resurgence of the novel coronavirus this time. According to a senior spokesperson of the ruling DP, Chain Ho, the government, the presidential office and the parties will support people's livelihood and employment by swiftly executing the budget as soon as it gets passed in the National Assembly before Chuseok. Now, when the government submits a draft supplementary budget this week, the ruling DP plans on passing it during a plenary session before Chuseok. As the main opposition, uh, People's Power Party, is on board with the idea it's even likely that the benefits will be paid before Chuseok. So it's good news there that they will uh, come to an agreement because it does look like the main opposition is also on board, as you say, with this sort of uh, uh, tiered payout plan where only uh, certain uh, people in certain income groups or uh, industries or uh, small businesses will receive the funds. It doesn't do away, though, with this debate because there has been a plurality of people that did support having the funds being dispersed universally like Mm. we saw last time around. And the argument being that if you give it to everybody and then you later on, when it comes to time to tax season, the people who didn't, whether they donated or not, uh, could be taxed extra uh, for right. um, the uh, shortfall, let's say, in the budget of having these expenditures given to everybody. It, it kind of resulted in basically pitting the the government ruling party now led by the new chairman, Yi Nagyan, with the Gyeonggi governor, Yi Jae-myung, mm. who has been strongly advocating for the universal uh, payout plan. He has uh, recently, over the weekend now, basically conceded that that his side of the argument did not win, but mm-hmm. he did have some pretty strong words basically saying that the people, um, 
what makes people more angry than being poor is the fact that uh, the thing is unfair. So mm-hmm. he's saying that there are going to be people, it's inevitable that you're going to have people who don't get these funds that say, I'm also struggling, I'm also deserving right. of help, but I'm not getting it because you've decided, you've decided to pick the winners and losers, and that mm-hmm. was always a concern with that. And so... I think that debate will continue to be uh, kind of raging within the uh, ruling party forces. And this idea that UBI now has become sort of a mainstream uh, topic to discuss has really shown how uh, Mm. this whole dynamic and the paradigm has uh, somewhat shifted here. But nevertheless, that's the decision for now to the disappointment of some people. But uh, that is the direction that the government and the uh, ruling party, as well as hopefully the opposition, uh, if they agree, uh, will be moving in terms of the, the emergency funds. Another aspect of this pandemic, as we've been talking about quite a bit here, ji y u n is the doctors and how they are crucial to helping out with uh, making sure these infections are treated mm-hmm. and people stay safe during the pandemic. The government and doctors had earlier agreed last week, if we recall, to hold off on uh, any of these uh, policy changes until after the pandemic, right. or at least things have settled down mm-hmm. so that they can stop their collective action of uh, refusing to go to work. Uh, And that's fine. Uh, They they made that agreement. However, it does feel like now we're seeing signs that this uh, whole deal is going to fall apart. Yes, unfortunately. The government and doctors tentatively agreed to focus on combating the virus for now, but this time medical students decided to act out. According to the Medical Circle, the Korean Medical Student Association, composed of 40 medical schools across the nation, unanimously decided to continue their protest by refusing to take the national license examination for medical practitioners. The Ministry of Health and Welfare extended the application deadline for the test till midnight yesterday, but following the association's decision, a considerable number of medical students graduating this year won't be taking the test, which was delayed by a week to this Wednesday. Now, Korea Intern and Resident Association Association also changed its mind after agreeing to come back to the field starting this morning earlier. The association was to reduce its collective action to stage one, which is basically having interns and residents and medical students return uh, to where they belong and only allowed to proceed with one-person protest. But after a revote, the association also decided not to come back this morning. It appears the The Association of Korean Medical Fellows is also counting their votes currently to decide whether to extend their collective actions or not. So I can tell you for sure, if you gauge um, at least the supporters of the the ruling party and the government, that uh, there was quite a significant percentage of people that weren't happy with that initial deal in the first place. And Mm -hmm. so when uh, Choi Dae-jip of the uh, KMA and the ruling party met together and they had this uh, agreement that came out, it left a lot of people dissatisfied, uh, fairly on both sides, Mm -hmm. that people were dissatisfied, but at least the side that uh, is on the government and ruling party's uh, side, what they were upset about was, why are you conceding so much to these people who are basically bullying you and kind of using the pandemic as leverage, basically threatening people's lives by not working and treating patients uh, with these plans to scrap the policies, Mm -hmm. and you gave up too much for that deal just to get them back into work. I, I think a lot of people kind of overlook the fact that Delaying that uh, medical examination is a hugely unprecedented move. If, if, any, if you live in Korea and you take the s u n u n g or these nationalized mm-hmm. exams, 
you, you have no there there is no i there is no concept where you can just say i don't feel like taking this test right. i'm not going to take it so you guys just uh you know extend the deadline for it and the government would then of course never concede in mm. that situation and so the stakes are really yeah, high yeah and and so there's thousands and thousands of people who studied all their lives to try to get you that know a test, good mark on that test exactly. so to just kind of uh, arbitrarily change that is a huge concession the idea of pulling off all these policies again saying that we're not going to go forward with these plans of expanding mm-hmm. medical schools to public realms or we're going to uh, give um uh, an increased quota of admissions that also being taken off the table was a huge concession and now we're still seeing this obstinance from the uh, medical students as well as the interns and residents and now potentially even Mm. the fellows. I think a lot of people uh, on the other side do feel that uh, it kind of shows them isolated and in a box and seeing that public sentiment is against them. uh, It's probably not the smartest political move, but uh, they have their own reasons for doing this. But uh, unfortunately, that is where we stand right now. Well, let's talk about uh, staying with politics and The uh, real estate policies here were a wide source of dissatisfaction. We're not Mm. kind of focusing on it as much now because of the pandemic and other things. But because of the dissatisfaction with real estate policies, uh, we saw a uh, lowering of support for the government and the ruling party and a corresponding increase of support for the main opposition party. And they were enjoying that uh, newfound popularity. However, that seems to have now gone away again in the midst of this upsurge in cases because there is... a natural sort of linkage between the main opposition conservative party and these extreme right, uh, very, very radical uh, populist groups uh, on the conservative side who have been uh, deemed to be responsible for this uptick in coronavirus cases. Uh, It does look like uh, there is now an attempt by the main opposition to Mm -hmm. sever their ties with these radical right groups? Yes. Now, ultra-right-wing organizations who call for ex-president Park Geun-hye's release apparently registered another large-scale anti-government protest on the National Foundation Day, which is the October 3rd. But the People's Power Party, which is trying to sever their relationships or ties with these uh, ultra-conservatives, it decided to voice out against such protests. Now, when asked by a local media, Daily Money Today, what he's plain what plan was on disciplining those who take part in the planned protest next month, including its party members. The emergency committee chief of People's Power Party, Kim Jong-in, said that he will send out a strong message around mid-September. Now, to this day, Kim has been reluctant to voice out against those who took part in the protest, as he said, there is no point in facing them. But the party has been a target for public anger after Liberation Day, and there are even in Internal voices growing inside, arguing that the party has to start a campaign discouraging people from going on a large-scale walkouts, at least during the pandemic. Well, that is going to be the topic of our discussion for our Radio Salon segment uh, at the end of this show. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll talk about the PPP. Uh, the Kumina Him, you can't even call them the party, I guess, in Korean anymore. They're just kind of known right. as that uh, uh, signifying name and uh, what their strategies are going to be going forward to try to regain the trust of the, the people. Uh, it's a difficult task, uh, certainly, but uh, we'll see what their strategies are. Let's move on to our next uh, story here about the controversy of this startup business that uh, uh, makes money by delivering prescriptions to people. Sounds like a great service, but uh, there are people who are unhappy, and that is the pharmaceutical lobby. 
Right. So Doctor Guide, a startup, developed a mobile platform called Pedalyakuk or Delivery Pharmacy in English uh, that started its service in Tegu since March and expanded throughout uh, the country, and it's now in Seoul. The platform basically asks patients to enter their prescriptions into the app, then assigns a nearby pharmacy, which will remotely provide instructions on how to take the medication, and then delivers the medication to the patients at their doorsteps. Uh, such pharmaceutical delivery service is quite popular overseas as a business model, but the Korean Pharmaceutical Association claims that the business is clearly illegal and that it uh, goes against the current pharmaceutical affairs law, which stipulates that pharmaceuticals shall not be traded outside pharmacies. Now, the law doesn't say anything about a third-party person receiving prescriptions or delivering medication for a patient, and the association believes that this startup is taking advantage of such loopholes in the current laws. Now, pharmacists argue that these medications are vulnerable to temperature and humidity changes, which can result in life-threatening consequences and thus require expertise in treating such medications. On the other hand, the startup, Dr. Guide, argues that they've heard from the Ministry of Health and Welfare and Health Centers that retrieving medication through a proxy person is not a violation of the current law. There are always going to be traditional uh, lobbying groups that will be opposed to these disruptive uh, sort of new age technology apps. Mm. Uh, You mentioned Tada, uh, which was a very popular service. Everyone who used it was uh, very satisfied uh, uh, in terms of the convenience, uh, the relative price competitiveness, and obviously uh, it got shut shut down eventually because of pressure from the taxi lobby. Well, uh, the farmer school lobby, if anything, is even more powerful. Mm. So it does look like they have a very formidable uh, opponent, uh, this doctor guide company, in terms of uh, staying in business, which would, to the dismay of a lot of their customers, be bad news. All right, uh, Tune, we're out of time. But thank you, as always, for the reporting. Uh, we will talk to you again soon. I'll see you Thursday.